Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bank at Night. Back in 610 Sports Radio, big at night. Dusty Lag is with you. Julio Sanchez with you as well. Um, just we're joined by Josh Vernier, the voice uh, of the Kansas City Royals here on 610 Sports Radio. Royals tie 5-5. Um, they tie 5-5 today with the Texas Rangers. Nick Prado and Adalberto Mondesi going yard for your boys in blue. Bobby Witt Jr., two for two, a single, a double. The single he had, he just literally uh, obliterated Everybody with speed. Current upset alert, Tennessee Chattanooga, the home of Terrell Owens uh, for collegiate football. Up by one with a minute 50 left against Illinois. It's 51-50. I thought it was interesting, Julio. I was looking at the score of the Ohio or the Iowa State LSU game. 24-19 at half. <laughs> There's been some brutal games, man. That good hell. That's just painful to watch. 24 to 19 at half. That's it. Ugh. I mean, I know LSU fired their coach, and Iowa State was one of those teams that people were like, how the hell did this team make it, and A&M didn't make it? Um, But my God. That's two power conference schools. Yeah. A 6 and an 11. 6 and 11, and there's what? 24 to 19 at halftime. Not good. 43 total points on the board. If you bet the under, you are uh, cashing already. Uh, according to spot track, just for those of you that are interested, Devontae Adams, you know, that guy that, uh, plays wide receiver in the NFL, best wide receiver in the NFL, the sign with the Raiders five year, $140 million deal, uh, 22.75 million guaranteed at sign 42.9 million more in 2023. Um, cap hits 2022 is an $8.2 million cap hit. 2023 is a 30.4 a uh, million dollar cap hit, quite the increase. 2024, though, we go down 21.3 million, and then 2025, 2026, both $40 million cap hit. Oh. So oh. I bring this up. Good for them. Right? But I bring this up because it made me a little nervous the other day when I saw Devontae Adams got that 
insanely massive contract by the Raiders. And I thought to myself, this is an interesting topic for a Friday night. Because if you're a Chiefs fan, you don't want to see Tyreek Hill play for anybody else, right? Like, just just keep him here. No need to go anywhere else. He's one of the best receivers in football. Um, I'm never going to get mad if you're going to say, well, the best receiver in football is Devontae Adams, followed by the second best wide receiver in football being not only, not only than Tyreek Hill. That's a fine conversation to have. Some people might put Tyreek over Devontae, but I don't think that's a popular opinion that goes around. But it made me think that if Devontae Adams got that, what does that mean? As we do a little what-if topic here, what if Tyreek Hill asked for Devontae Adams' money? Where do you go from there? Do you pay the man his money? Do you keep him on the Chiefs, or do you try to get before that happens? Because I have to tell you this, our old good friend, rest in power, Therese Paler, is coined as coming up with the contract years undefeated. After this year in the NFL, as of right now, the way things are set up, Tyreek Hill would become an unrestricted free agent. And I don't need to explain to you the significance of that. But just know that anybody at that point can whisper anything into his ear and let him know what they would pay him. Devontae Adams money. Correct. And Devontae Adams was really, really, really close to Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams was still a Packer that we thought with Aaron Rodgers. And then the Green Bay Packers said, oh, Aaron, it's always been about the money. We can't sign Devontae Adams because we gave you $150 million guaranteed. And in football with the salary cap, those two contracts don't get to stay on the same team. I love what they did to him. Absolutely love it. They got the last laugh. Yeah, they got the last laugh. <laughs> screw, screw you, Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, I don't think that they're doing this to, I don't know. They're not really. They appeased not, his ego so they could stay relevant and yeah. have Aaron Rodgers for the next three years. And they're not doing this to tank their franchise no. because their franchise will still be good with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because the NFC is, is it's not the strongest side of the divisions, right? I mean, the NFC North, Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, they've got Jefferson and Cousins. They're to, setting themselves up for long-term success is what they're doing, right. which is good for them. And they got picks, and they got Aaron Rodgers as the leader, and Aaron Rodgers is paid, so maybe he's a little less grumpy to get up every morning and go play uh, NFL football for the Packers. And maybe Aaron Rodgers is like, you know what, I got paid. I'm sorry at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if Devontae Adams got paid, but I know that I did. Because before the season, everybody – that was reporting the Green Bay news was saying that, in fact, Devontae Adams wants to play with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wants to play with Devontae Adams. Well, that's all a lie because, yes, you would like to, but at the end of the day, you want to get paid. And it chose money. Right. You and it kept money. making me think. Like, I know I don't cover the Packers, and I don't know the legitimate relationship between – or between Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, 
But I know for a fact that Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes have been A1 since day one since they got together. I have said before that I think there's a lot of comparisons with the way that they are as a duo that there was with Culpepper and Moss. As soon as Culpepper and Moss were broke up, neither one of them were really ever the same until Randy went to New England with Tom. Culpepper would never be the same type of quarterback. And again, I'm not saying that Mahomes would ever like perish without Tyree Kill. I think he'd be just fine. I mean, he was fine with Albert Wilson, for God's sakes. So, but that is a duo that I truly do believe should not be split up for any way, shape, or form. We should keep them together. But again, there's only really been like two massive contracts that Brett Veach has given out. And that is, in fact, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey got a big deal. Now, the thing that is kind of safe and sound to tell you that, for those of you that were keeping track of the on-air updates, Tennessee Chattanooga loses by God, one. They choked, man. They choked to at Illinois. the end. Illinois survives. Oh. Silvio DeSosa goes home. Heartbreaking. Did DeSosa miss the last shot? Yep, that's... that's... Oh, man. How Tennessee Chattanooga puts up a prayer at the end. Illinois rebounds. They win by one. Illinois goes on in your brackets. But I will say this. I know for a fact that Mahomes and Hill probably have a better relationship than Rodgers and Adams had. But if Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football and Tyree Kill is the second best receiver in football, I have to admit the gap between those two at one and two is not that big. Now, the wide receiver talent in the NFL is insanely loaded. It is the, what I would call the sexy position in all of football. Yeah, and I don't know, honestly, if I'd put him in top two, Tyreek Hill. I, Who's I, better? I'd probably top five. Who's better than Tyreek? I mean, I'll, I'll DeAndre say, Hopkins is, is he's legit. Not, but he's not. He's not. He missed the entire year last year, basically. Cooper and he, Cup. We can throw Cooper Cup in there. But I don't think he's better than Tyreek. He led the league in... One year. He had one year like this. The the year before that, he was a, probably a top 10, I would say, at least. Okay. But Tyreek's done this four straight years. And he's gotten better and better and better every single year. Justin Jefferson is on his way. Jamar Chase is on his way. He's not quite there yet. You need more than one. Jefferson, I think, is a stud. But if I had to rank the top five wide receivers in football as it is today... I would say it's Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, and then your fifth one is up probably a Cooper Cup. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have A.J. Brown up that high. Insanely talented. But he's always hurt, too. He was hurt this year. Last year, he had a great year. He had, a, had a, like a career year last year. You could throw Debo Samuel in there, too. Right. More of a hybrid. Kind of in a league of his own. But it makes me think that if the Chiefs are going to if the Chiefs are going to move forward with this team and do things that they do in the offseason that they've been doing where they add a piece that not necessarily teams need to make, but if the Chiefs make it, it makes them that much better. Like you look at every offense in your division and you start with, we'll start with the Raiders because when it comes to signing Tyreek Hill, what if? he gets the same kind of money that Devontae Adams gets. Are you okay with that? Are you fine 
with Tyreek Hill being in this team on this team with that much money. We haven't seen it very often that anybody besides the tight end and the quarterback get big deals. But again, that's the best quarterback in football, and that's also the best tight end in football. So you kind of have to pay them that, which then makes me think if Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football, Tyreek Hill obviously to me is the second best wide receiver in football, and the gap between the two isn't that much. So then you look at this team, and you look at the teams around you. Today, they get Juju Smith-Schuster, and they put together a trio. Hill, Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster. The Broncos, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. I take the Chiefs. Los Angeles, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. I still take the Chiefs. And yes, the Raiders, who I think have the second best trio in the AFC West. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams. I don't know how to be more specific with you than this, than to say to buckle up, get ready, because there's contracts to be made, there's extensions to be sought after, and there's a division like the AFC West like we've never seen before. We come back, I'll tell you whose fault it is that football flipped overnight and became this AFC juggernaut. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Sports Radio, Dusty Likens with you, Julio Sanchez with you as well. Illinois survives. Tennessee Chattanooga, 54-53. So your brackets are okay if you had Illinois. If not, sorry. I'm sure a lot of yours were crushed last night like Nick Schwartz when he had Kentucky winning. Yeah, I think at this point, most people should just be rooting through chaos. And that's why we watch the NCAA tournament anyways, right? Yeah. Brackets are shot to hell. Still got Wisconsin versus Colgate tonight. LSU-Iowa State in the second half. Almost to the second round. KU, I believe, plays tomorrow at 140. Am I being too disrespectful to Cooper Cup? I I feel like you're downplaying his accomplishments I think he's great. He was the best... He was the best yeah, wide he won the triple in the game crown. last year. He, ran, he, ran, he won a triple crown last year. In the, I in, mean, he was the best in the game last year. If we're going just – mm-hmm. so what's our criteria here, right? Are, are we talking about just last year or are we talking about last total three, body of work? I would say it, like – what I, I would just say what you would want moving forward at receiver, like where you would start picking. Like I think – I think in fantasy next year, I think Cooper Cup is going to go top four overall. He shouldn't, not with Allen Robinson being there. But that shouldn't matter because, I mean, him and Matthew Stafford are going to get up every morning uh, and eat breakfast. I mean, He's still going to target him more than anybody on that field. Yeah, but yeah, that also, I mean, that's dipping. Like, who that's do you a think? a large amount of, of 
who receptions. Do you, who do you think goes number one next year in fantasy football? Because I tell you who I know it is. Uh, I mean, it really depends on when the it comes to overall play. point. Okay, PPR full point. Uh, if you're talking PPR, it's got to be. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor, no matter Jonathan what. Jonathan Taylor. It's will be the number back, one a running pick. back of some kind. And McCaffrey will go next. Oh, I hope not. No, I don't think it is. It always dumb happens that. that way. Ezekiel Elliott no. is still getting drafted in the top 15 picks. Well, at least you last just year. Shouldn't be playing fo- fantasy football then. But I don't think. Like, I would say that Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill will get picked in fantasy football before Cooper Cup. Devontae Adams, yes. I don't know that Tyreek Hill does. Why wouldn't he? Because, again, uh, and I'm talking on both sides of my mouth, but, again, Cooper Cup was the best wide receiver in the game last year, by far not even close. Okay. Yes, he's going to get some targets snagged by Allen Robinson, but that's a high-powered offense. Sure. He's going to get his. Right. But Devontae Adams is in a high-powered offense. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr's their quarterback, don't forget. Well, and, and, and also, I mean, for those of us that maybe pay a little bit more attention to football than others, Tyreek Hill was used in a different way last year. I mean, sure. he wasn't the big play. I mean, it was it was small chunks. It was, I mean, Which is he was great effective for his fantasy stock. football for PPR, but it wasn't great necessarily if you're in a more high sc- higher scoring league. Right. So, I don't know. And I don't, I don't judge. So saying, top five. He's a top five wide receiver. 100%. Tyreek or? Yeah, Tyreek. Well, duh. He's a top three wide receiver. I I don't know. He's fringe. He's fringe for me. Okay. We'll get you to come around. But the thing I will say, when it comes to next year, is that the Chiefs, I think, are done making free agency splashes on offense. I think now the move for the Chiefs is to move to the defensive side of the football. I think with the restructure of Frank Clark's contract, that makes you pay exactly what you should be paying for someone like Frank Clark. I think that's fair. Chris Jones comes back. There's no inside-outside debate. I don't think next year we solidify that. I think that, again, where you can make these moves is that there's still guys like Melvin Ingram available. So the thing that I will say about the Chiefs and Brett Veach that we do every year, because we saw this, the fact that the Chiefs waited, 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 this is what you do when you're in the situation like the Chiefs are. When you're in a situation where you own the top spot, no one's knocked you off of it, and you've gone through three different types of seasons, right? And Vern does this with the Royals. Like, every season has a, I don't know, a saying. I think this year is the river card. I think that's his this year for the Royals. That's the term we're going with? I believe so. And I think when you look at the Chiefs, when they – let Mahomes be the starter. It was okay. This is a new day. Let's let the kid have his time. And everybody was blown away with expectations. And after about, I think the fifth or sixth week, the nation was sold. Okay. Mahomes is great. And then you see that he's playing in the AFC championship game. Um, 
against Tom Brady and loses in overtime, never touched the football and the sob story and the, and the stories there. And then next year they come back and it's like, okay, Tom's out. He's with Tampa. He's in the NFC. The AFC's wide open. Now it's the prove it year. And you won the whole damn thing. Then the next year it was the run it back season. And you lost to none other than Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You still got to the Super Bowl. And then last year, the season that we just saw was the adversity season. Okay. You got your ass kicked on national television. You got the taste of your own blood. And now you got to live up to the saying that Mike Tyson said that everybody's tough until they get hit in the bleeping face. This year, now that you're in the league this year, and everybody's made their move, all because of one Patrick Mahomes. That's where we're at. None of this would have happened if Patrick Mahomes wasn't who he was. And this is the, okay, this is the night's watch season. This is the, he's Jon Snow. He was left for dead after that AFC championship game lost to the Bengals at home where some of the people that have supported Mahomes very dearly and closely kind of gave a stab in the back. Not necessarily in a rude way, but in a way in which, okay, we've got to put some blame on Mahomes in this game. And some people will say that it's, you know, coaching or however you want to call that game. But either way you want to look at it, Mahomes was invincible in the first half, and in the second half he had a 0.4 QBR in the second half of that game. Something was off. And now that gif that you always see where Jon Snow pulls his sword out and everybody's running down the hill from Ramsey Snow's army, That's what you're getting now. Mahomes is digging his feet in. He's getting everybody's best shot. And now people have to come after Mahomes with the best they've got. Buffalo gives Von Miller way too much. They lose out with their running back. He goes back to the commanders. McKissick. Denver gets Russell Wilson. We don't know what Russell Wilson we're going to see. Are we going to get a full season long of let Russ cook? Justin Herbert comes back for year number three, yet to make the playoffs, still in the shadows, but with the toughen up defense, Khalil Mack, Bosa's back, J.C. Jackson's out there in the corner, and all these teams make these moves. They make these strong moves. Vegas move all of this in the division because guess what? If you're going to play a team twice and you want to win your division and you kind of want to be a known team in the AFC, you're going to have to beat the Chiefs at least once. And one of those times, you're going to have to go into Arrowhead and do it. Because if you don't do it at your house, there's no other option. Now, Teams have proven that they can beat the Chiefs in this past year. There were some things that kind of 
were goofy this past year, but it'll be interesting to see when it comes to this year, the way that everybody has built up because of Patrick Mahomes. And in years past, what we've seen is that everyone goes away from where it's dominant because they just can't do it. This will be Patrick Mahomes' fifth year as a starter in the NFL. He will be 27 years old. And this is the most exciting, crazy, entertaining offseason we've seen in the NFL. In my opinion. In my opinion. And it's because of 15 quarterback Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs. And we didn't even talk about what Cleveland did. Cleveland sold their soul to the devil so that they could be competitive because they know they're going against Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Now they got Deshaun Watson, who they also have to compete with outside of that bubble with Mahomes, Wilson, Herbert, Carr. Seven of the best teams in the AFC play in two divisions. And they're coming for the number one spot. And the only way to do that is to kill the dominant force. And so far, everyone has failed to do that. Big T, take it away in this segment. Hey, sir, thank you for taking my call, Dust, man. So there's a couple things I want to touch on. Who's the guy who called Tyree Kill a fringe fringe player? No, just get your head straight. Uh, who is that guy? Is that your buddy working with you tonight? Tyree kills the best receiver in the damn league. Nobody can has his speed. When he gets in the in, in the open field, nobody could touch him, dude. I know he, I know he doesn't get you all the fantasy points, but screw fantasy. Fantasy's for losers. He's he's he's, he's not a fringe player. He's a stud. And just get that out of your mind. I wanted to get that off my chest. When I heard that, I want to drive off the road, uh, dust man. But 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 dust man, let's talk about the. AFC. So the Chiefs didn't even, I love what you're bringing with the Chiefs, Dustman. The Chiefs didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. And everybody is chasing us. We didn't even win. Cincinnati won the Super Bowl, everybody. We didn't win the AFC. But the AFC has the Chiefs effect in their mind. Look at Buffalo. They overpaid. You're going to be in trouble with all the big contracts. You have that quarterback running around. You should have got offensive linemen to protect his ass. And then you got Cincinnati. Nobody's even talking about them. They won the NFC. Then he got our division. Russell Wilson, you look like you're smoking dope every day. I think you've jumped the shark, too. We're going to see. When you say you're going to win three and four Super Bowls and play to your 45, BS. We're going to crush your head. And then in Chargers, your coach is so so smart. He's, he's smarter than everybody else. And, and all that talent you're bringing in there, that's fine. But who are you still chasing? The big dogs on the porch, the Kansas City Chiefs, because we all have you shaking like a leaf on a tree. And then you got the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. Oh, I don't want to go play for Aaron Rodgers. Screw Aaron Rodgers. I'm glad that happened to him. <laughs> what comes around goes around Aaron. And, and, and he, he, he bolted to, to, to the Raiders to play with his college teammate. And I say the Raiders is the second team behind us because they made the playoffs and those other turds in our division didn't. They're going to keep chasing us. They're going to keep chasing us. But, but you can't run that fast. We already got our guy signed. We got the best coach in the league. We got Travis Kelsey. We got Tyree Kill. Then they just signed the Juju Smith-Juster. How about that? What you gonna do when the Chiefs go running wild on you? You keep spending all this damn money chasing us, chasing us, chasing us. 
Fix the merry-go-round. Tag, you're it, but you can't catch it. The last thing I want to touch on, let's bring up Prado right now. We, we changed the rules. We need to deal that over that, that, that lump of uh, Santana. I have nothing against him. He's just a shark. Let's deal him to the NL and get Prado up here now. And I want A.J. Melendez up here now. And I hope Burns listening because I want all three of them studs up here to win. We're ready to win now. We're sick of losing. We're sick of waiting. I'm ready to go. Way to go, Zach Grinke. I love the kid from Cincinnati. And screw the rest of the AFC and let's go Royals. Big T, what just happened? Well, he, what he just happened? you almost caused that man to drive for a road with well, your, well, with your well, horrible Tyree kill No, no, no. Let, let's address this real quick. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, so what? I, I love, I love Big T. He's a big supporter of the station. He calls in a lot. Hey, good guy. Every now and then I can't get, can't get on board with him. This is one of those times. I said he, to be clear, a fringe top three wide receiver. Mm. He is more of a top five ish receiver. I would still put Adams, Cup, and probably D Hop in front of Tyreek Hill. Hence the uh, fringe top three. That's okay. my stance. He is an elite wide receiver. Okay. He routes. He runs routes better than pretty much any other receiver in the game. Yeah. I will give him that. Okay. I still don't think he is quite a top three wide receiver to me. Top five. Okay. So your top three wide receivers. Boo-hoo. Top three, top five. He's an elite wide receiver. Who the hell cares? Is he four in your top five? I put him at probably four. Okay. So you have Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and DeAndre Hopkins above Tyreek Hill. I do. Okay. We and come- I feel like that's pretty fair. Eh. To each their own. We come back. We talk about the Juju deal that got him to Kansas City and why it all makes sense now as opposed to last year. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Most of the time, Dustin Likens with you, Julio Sanchez with you as well. Most of the time, I'm in the camp where people don't like my opinion or they think it's far-fetched. But tonight, I have no one else other to thank than Julio Sanchez for pissing people off. I'm wearing that, uh, that and I'm try- And I'm trying, you know me, man, like... There's nobody at this station that's got everybody's back more than than your boy right here. I tried to let you change your mind. And with the addition of Juju Smith-Schuster for one year, $10.75 million, the Chiefs now have their, they have their tandem. Because as we've noticed, like the NBA, the NFL is now moving in big threes. You think Tyreek Hill is a top five wide receiver. You think the I don't know top, why this is an argument. But I yes. don't know, but Michael's got his opinion. He joins us now. What, Michael, you want something to talk about about with Julio's opinion? Yes, Julio. Man, yeah. come on now. Tell this I'm man. Talk to me. As a matter of fact, as a former coach. Okay. The difference between the four and the five that you're talking about, all four and the five of those guys have great catch rates. They all run exact routes. The difference between them is the speed factor. Tell him. This kid can do everything that they can do except for speed. And he—it's the separator. Thank you, Michael, for the phone call. Julio, would you like to change your opinion? I—I I, I would not, and, and okay. I, I would counter with each of them have their own strengths. Yes, Tyreek has his speed, but when you're at the five-yard line, 
and you're trying to throw it in the corner of an end zone, I'll take Devontae Adams. Huh. He's got he's got ups. He's got the hands. He's got the size. Like there's just certain situations where I would prefer other wide receivers. And, and if we're going by numbers, Devontae Adams had better numbers last year. Cooper Cup had better numbers last year. So if we're talking last year, he's maybe we're talking a top three receiver. If we're talking over the last handful of years, I still would put DeAndre Hopkins. Again, there is a difference in the arguments of of last year versus total body of work. I would put DeAndre Hopkins above him. If I was going to start a team, I probably would still pick DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, or Devontae Adams ahead of Tyreek Hill. That's just me. That's it's a personal. But again, we're we're arguing semantics. Three versus five. I mean, come on. Big difference. I I I guess it's that's relative. It's it's really not that big of a difference. But okay, he's not the best. I don't think he's the best. I think you're a bit. You have a, it's a bit homerish to say though that he is the best. That's just me. That's fine. You can have that opinion. I know we have to get to a break because we got some shortened segments. Before I go to break, I'm going to bring up something that's kind of sad. Um. For those of you that did, that haven't figured this out yet, it, I just came across my timeline, but um, long-time football insider, writer, host for many things, ESPN, John Clayton, passed away today at 3 o'clock. John Clayton no wow. longer with us. I know there's a lot of you that have probably some sort of memory with uh, John Clayton reporting on something, but... John Clayton, NFL enthusiast, NFL writer, host on ESPN, insider for many times on here with Carrington Harrison of The Drive. But John Clayton uh, passes away today at 3 p.m. News out uh, of his passing. So, again, I uh, I let you know. Uh, hug him a little tighter tonight. Think about the ones around you. John Clayton, no longer with us, but always, always known. As a great football mind. R.I.P. Rest in power, John Clayton. We come back. We wrap up tonight. We talk about what was a great day and how the AFC just continues to be the future juggernaut. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Wrapping up a Friday night, Dusty Lagan, Julio Sanchez. Um, text line 903 is what the area code looks like. Clayton was a great football mind. Oh, yeah, Julio will take the cheetah. And he can do, and he can and should be a target at the goal line because he has a 40-plus vertical. He's a monster. He, I mean, he is. It's fine, it, man. It, you, you decided to piss the people off in, in Kansas City way. tonight. I, I don't understand this, but okay. I think they I'll would. I'll die on this hill. That's I fine. think they would probably. Um, I think they would probably be a little bit, um, a little bit more sorry with the hate they're giving you if they if they'd see the cardigan you're wearing. It's pretty dapper. I took wear. one to uh, St. Louis this past weekend and rocked it. Perfect weather for out it. in St. Charles. Um. Yeah, so breaking news today, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster joins the Chiefs roster. Um, A lot goes into this. A lot goes into this because I know there was a lot of you out there that were in in need of of looking, um, you know, for that Chiefs move, right? 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people out there, will the Chiefs make the move? Will the Chiefs do it? Will the Chiefs do it? Um, And today was the day. A lot of teams around the Chiefs had made moves that have put their franchise in, you know, a giant leap forward from where they were the year before. Derek Carr uh, loses Henry Ruggs, a former first-round pick for the Raiders, gone. Um, And they go get Devontae Adams in the offseason. The Los Angeles Chargers have a lot of money. They go spend it on a corner. They go spend it on an edge rusher, and they go spend it on their receiver to keep it house. The Denver Broncos, they go and make a trade, blockbuster trade, sending two ones, two twos to go get Russell Wilson. And then after all these teams make moves in your division, teams outside your division that are your number one threat, like Buffalo, they go get Von Miller. You go look at Cleveland. They sell their souls to Deshaun Watson and company today. And everybody that does this, they did it because of what's happening in Kansas City. And I know that that can kind of sound like a homer take. I know that can kind of sound like, Dusty, come on, like Devontae Adams to the Raiders. That's, that's pretty damn, that's pretty damn, you know, that's pretty damn big. Russell Wilson to the Broncos, that's, you know, that's pretty damn big. But the thing about this, and the reason why this is so different is because they're not doing this because they need these moves to get better as a team. They're doing this because everything that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid, every single year something different happens to where you're like, no matter what we do, we've got to do it one step bigger. Denver changing their dynamic up getting rid of a tight end that's got a lot of promise and a lot of number one picks and second round picks and getting a quarterback to win now. The Vegas Raiders trying to get somebody on that team and say, hey, we need a big splash move because we're tired of losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what's crazy about all of this is that the Kansas City Chiefs made moves in previous years to set up for a situation like they're having this year. Everybody went out and completed their big three. Julio, by the way, breaking news from my father. Got to side with Julio. Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, better yards after contact. Cheetah, though, better yards after catch. He likes the tough guys. But uh, your own dad. That's right. We disagree. Thank you. Respectfully, sometimes. I, I appreciate that. It's okay. I've always, you know. love, I'll take it. You have to have that in life. But again, I go back to this topic that is, Brett Veach drafted this offensive, or I'm sorry, put together and made moves for this offensive line to gel and work because he knew that this year and the next two are the biggest moving forward. Because like New England, they built that franchise to last for multiple years. Most windows in the NFL last about three. If you don't believe me, go look at the Seattle Seahawks. Go look at the Rams back in the day. About three years and then you're out. The good teams that have the good front offices and the control of the cap and understand where things need to be developed and where things need to be sought after in free agency tend to 
last a little bit longer. It is what it is. Chiefs fans have the perfect recipe. They've got a coach that just has an unending desire to win and to be competitive. They have a quarterback who's been coined as a competitive prick, and they have a general manager who is obsessed with being a general manager and making those types of moves. I truly do believe that in Brett Veach. And they built this offensive line because they knew what was coming. Von Miller to the Bills, Khalil Mack to the Chargers. They knew that people were eventually going to start trying to create things to make pressure towards the Chiefs. The Raiders didn't lose to the Chiefs because they didn't have Devontae Adams. The Raiders lost to the Chiefs and also beat the Chiefs without Devontae Adams. Two years ago, they beat him at week five at Arrowhead. No Devontae Adams. They beat him. Last year, the Raiders got beat by like a combined total of 83 to 14 or something like that by the Chiefs. That wasn't because their offense couldn't score. That's because the Chiefs were just so much damn better than they were from the shoot that they couldn't keep up because of Patrick Mahomes and company. And now with all these teams adding these weapons, the Chiefs add a third option on their offense, a wide receiver two, which they've needed. And the last time they had a really damn good wide receiver two, I hate to be a spoiler alert person, they won the Super Bowl. And you cannot tell me they would have won the Super Bowl without Sammy Watkins and Juju Smith-Schuster should be much better. And I think a lot of people ask themselves, well, how come Juju didn't come last year? Well, I think there's a little bit of loyalty in Juju's heart. I think in, previ in two previous years when they won 11 straight, he had Ben Roethlisberger and he stayed loyal to Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, let's run it through. Never had a different quarterback, never had a different coach. This is my squad. I can be the number one guy. Deontay Johnson can play second fiddle to me. And he was hurt last year. The Steelers kind of did what they did. They had a mediocre year. They lose to the Chiefs at the end. And I think part of that was maybe Juju saw that. Because Juju Smith-Schuster... told Taylor Biscotti on Twitter, she, she writes, quote, Juju said, I'm going to play with the future Hall of Fame quarterback to play with one of the best to ever do it. My goal as a player is to win. So I'm going to Kansas City with the hopes of winning a Super Bowl. Game respects game. Easiest selling pitch the Chiefs ever have to have is, well, we have Mahomes. Think about it. You don't want to play with Mitchell Trubisky. Get me out of there. I paid my dues. I paid my respects. You look at Juju Smith-Schuster as the second option as wide receiver. He's never been better. In 17, when Antonio Brown set the world on fire, Juju Smith-Schuster had seven touchdowns, averaged 15 yards a reception, almost 16, and had 917 receptions or yards on 58 receptions as a rookie. As a sophomore in the NFL, when Antonio Brown had 15 touchdowns, 15. Juju Smith-Schuster still had seven touchdowns for 12.8 yard reception average. And he had 1,400 yards receiving on 111 receptions. 
with 166 targets. And on those receiving numbers, 67 of his catches were for first downs. So why all these teams make moves and make these giant leaps of getting better, but when in reality it is just to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs now set themselves up to get even better. And how do you stop something that's already better than you that just got better than you even more? You hope and you pray, and you think to yourself, maybe, just maybe, you now have the secret recipe. Because last year, everyone thought they had the recipe. They thought the recipe was too deep safety, blitz four. Make Mahomes sit there and wait. Worked out for about seven weeks. Chiefs went three or four, and then all of a sudden, the Chiefs went on a run, and the Chiefs were in the AFC Championship game once again. Every year, Mahomes has been the starter. They've been in the AFC Championship game. Two of those four years, they've been in the Super Bowl. Today, they get that much better and build that offense to be that much more dominant. Tonight, thank you for listening. Thanks for everybody there. No, 913, I'm not still drunk from St. Patrick's Day. I didn't even get drunk on St. Patrick's Day, but thanks for the assumption. It's okay. You can catch a buzz without getting drunk. Thanks for listening, though, 913, and thank you for being rude. Rest in peace, John Clayton, one of the greats to ever do it for the NFL. Have a good night tonight. Cheers. Be safe. Enjoy the weekend. Rob Britton, you're getting smoked on the golf course on Sunday. That's all I have to say. Good night. Take it easy. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.